I am Tova Cito. I believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And I believe it's our job to get us there. Every week, I will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The Remedy. Welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tobacito. We are so happy that you are here today. Um, I am especially grateful for Natalie and Mike McGuire for being sponsors of today's episode. They gave a wonderful um, donation to The Remedy and they are sponsoring... Um, a few episodes with their generosity. So thank you so much, Mike and Natalie, the McGuire family, for um, being great encouragers and great supporters of The Remedy. I know them. Yes. Through this show. Yes, you do. (laughs) Thanks, guys. (laughs) They're awesome. They're awesome. They they love The Remedy, and they always, always give. And so I really appreciate it. If you are a faithful listener and get a lot out of the remedy and would like to contribute and be a um, sponsor of an upcoming episode, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. It's easy to do. All you have to do is go to tovacito.com and click on the remedy and there you can make a contribution and any amount is super helpful. We have people who give, um, you know, $50, $100 and we've had people who've given a whole lot more than that. So, um, any amount is goes straight to Kevin's back pocket, which he really, really appreciates, um, especially right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. During with weird times. Yeah. With your a little bit of business down. Yeah. It's not great for the small business owner right now, but I we're getting know. back to it. It's good. It'll be all right. Yes. It we'll bounce back. We're going to bounce back. But um, in the meantime, if you enjoy uh, if you enjoy the remedy and you get a lot out of it, we we would love for you to consider. Oh, especially because this tomorrow is like Giving Day, right? Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I just knew today is Star Wars Day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I see. I think Cinco de Mayo is uh, a Giving Day. I did not know that. Yeah. So um, it's a day to give to to something that you really love or believe in. Um, so if you get something out of this and it blesses your life and uh, you want to help support what we're doing, we would really, 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 really appreciate it. So thank you again, Mike and Natalie. We love and appreciate you very much. Um, hey, uh, this past Saturday, Janice and I had an awesome uh, webinar, online workshop. I'm not really sure what to call it. It was pretty awesome. It was awesome. Kev helped so it much. Worked out great. Yeah, it really did. And um, we, we sent an email, um, and asked for follow-up and asked him to rate it zero to five. And we've only five being the best. We've only got fives. All right. Yeah. So we're going to make Not that. Not surprised, but you know, it was, it was really awesome. So the format was really cool. People submitted questions. We answered them, uh, anonymously and, uh, I learned a lot. I was reminded of a lot and, um, we've had several people ask, if they could have a recording of it because they missed it. And we are going to make that available um, for purchase on Janice Janice and I's website, betheremedies.com. So keep an eye out. Um, 
and uh, we'll keep you posted. But I'm I'm really excited about how well that went. Me too. Yeah, it was awesome, and you were so helpful, Kevin. Oh well, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, okay, so I know that uh, I know that during COVID, one of my big goals has been to read. Um, which I think is a lot of people's goals, but you want to know what's so funny is reading is down. Like statistics are... I, I, that surprises me. ...are saying that... I mean, it does not surprise me. It doesn't surprise It you. doesn't. Why? Uh, it surprised me. I thought people would be reading a lot more. I don't know. It's when you're... For, it's The things you always think would be great that you'd love to do if you were forced into isolation for a while, you end up not really wanting to do I don't know. Yeah. Because uh, I felt the same thing. And I have no drive to, to read. I love to play video games. And I'm like, oh, that would be great. I could just sit at home and play video games when I'm at home. I don't even want to play. It's like I don't have the drive to do anything because everything's so weird. So for, it doesn't surprise me as much. But you haven't had like as much of all the negative impacts as most people during no, the quarantine. I'm, so I'm laughing because you love video games. <laughs> so Yeah. Well, we all have our hobbies. That's why I have the you're just such just a because I'm like 34 years old. So yeah. cute. <laughs> That's why I was giggling. I'm not making light, but I agree with you. I mean, there's got to be something psychological to it because For sure. so many people have said to me, "I'm going to read more," or "I plan to read more," and and yet statistics show that we're not. I haven't read as much as I thought I would read. I I'm reading probably as much as I read before. I mean, it takes an effort and. I don't know when you're, you're just quite, you're not as in a, yeah you're not in as good place mental wise and it requires effort and I don't know yeah I know a lot of people are watching a heck of a lot more TV that oh, for sure yeah yep which you know and I, I know that that you can people can feel kind of bad about themselves about that I don't think you should feel bad about that right now I don't either I think you just kind of gotta it's binging's just a, a healthy way to it's pass a, the time kind of a season. You know, it's just a season. That's true. This is just a yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I think it's, I think it'll get back to normal. But um, I think some people worry, though, that their bad habits are going to roll over. They're like, how am I going to get back into a normal oh, routine? You know, sleeping late. A lot of people. And, yeah. Drinking more. I yep. think a lot of people are worried about, or not worried, but thinking about, like, yeah. Okay, this is, I've created a new normal. I've adjusted. How do I, you know, I, I think that a lot of, uh, beautiful things have been created during this that I hope roll over. You know, I think that's true too. More yeah. people are outside. People are talking to their neighbors more. I think yep. friendliness is up a little bit. You know, compassion is up a little bit. Giving is up. Um, so I just, I think, I think that there's going to be a lot of good. There's some good stuff that too, rolls yeah. over. Yeah. Definitely. So um, I just thinking about the people, the fact that people their intention, whether they're doing it or not, has been to read more. Um, and I'm such a reader. I love to read. I thought it might be fun to tell you my favorite books. Um, do, what do you like to read? If you read, what do you what do you read? Nonfiction, always. Me too. I, uh, when it comes to fiction, I would rather watch it on a screen, which I know maybe is a, the, not the most mature outtake because yeah. I know you get more out of reading. It's better for your intellect and whatnot, but... I love reading about nonfiction, anything history-based. Me too. Me too. That's my favorite. I have, it's been a long time since I read, I used to love fiction. Um, when I was like in my 20s, I read 
I read fiction books, but now I just don't. I don't think I have since I was a kid, even. Or, I mean, you know, you had to in, in high school and stuff. But, I mean, in terms of actually sitting down and enjoying a fiction book, I don't think I have, certainly not in my adult life. Yeah, I love nonfiction. And you know what I love about reading nonfiction is there's so many good stories out there. Like, there's there's great history. There's great life stories. I just feel like we have so much to learn. It's a bottomless well. Yeah, it is a bottomless well of, like, cool information. Yep. And reading really does make you smarter. And you never know what's going to be. Like, something mm-hmm. that you would never expect can end up being extremely interesting. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I read one, um, like, years, uh, two or three years ago. It didn't make the list. But I read it, nonetheless, on this Russian spy that it was true. And it was so interesting. I mean, and I, I was love like, those kind I of cannot believe I'm reading. Oh, I'll bring it to you. I was like, I can't believe I'm reading a book about a Russian, like it was a true story, and it was fascinating. Yeah, see, that kind of stuff's right up my alley. Mm-hmm. I love crime stuff. I read one, uh, this guy, um, I can't remember the author. The book is called The Art of Making Money, I think, and it's about this guy, Art Williams Jr., who like mastered uh, the counterfeit $100 bill when that came out in like 96 that they said was like cannot be counterfeited. And it's just a really interesting story. I mean, of course, he ended up getting caught and going to prison eventually, but... I love stories like that. Wow. I don't even know that story. I, I hadn't either. I, I found out about it because on the Vice channel, they did this show called um, Fine Young Criminals. Well, they'll talk about mm-hmm. somebody, a criminal, who their story and whatnot. And I mm-hmm. saw it on there. And then I found out about the book and read it through that. But yeah, really good. I'm surprised. I'm going to bring that one to you. Okay. Check it I out. I like it. I can't believe there's uh, that they haven't made a movie about that. Yeah, actually, in 2009, I think, somebody bought the rights to it, and they were gonna, it was going to star Chris Pine as Art Williams Jr., and it just never panned out. Hmm. I, they should definitely still use that, though, make a movie. That'd be, yeah. It's a great story. It's kind of like a Catch Me If You Can. Kind of, yeah. Or a little like, uh, more like Catch Me If You Can, but American Made, did you see that with Mm-mm. Tom Cruise? Oh, that was good. Mm-mm. That was also based on a true story. Hmm. Catch Me If You Can. I didn't read the book, but I... Me either, but I love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. That's a fun movie to watch. It is. <laughs> Leonardo is awesome in it. Yeah. Um, and Tom Hanks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot he was in that. Um, okay. So uh, I'm just going to go down my list. I don't even know how many I have. Um, but I'll, I'll give you like a brief brief overview and tell, tell everybody why I, why I liked it. Sounds good. Um, some of them, I remember I loved it so much, but I can't remember. I can't, can't remember as much because it was a long time ago but I remember it made such an impression on me there's so much detail in books it's hard to remember everything it's true um okay my my top my my first two are the books that have made the greatest impact on me like I I I love um yeah, you know, I love books and I, and I love what they can teach me and I, I love what I can learn. But like rarely does a book like really change me. These two books really changed me. Have you ever had a read See, that's a, fascinating a to me because I don't know that I've ever had that experience. A they, book that changed me in one way or another. Really? Yeah. Do, well, do you ever read self-help books? No. Okay, yeah, I do. Because I need a lot of help. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need more help than you do. <laughs> I need to be taking notes here. <laughs> and I really recommend uh, this first book, 
to when I do premarital counseling, uh, I I really recommend it that the couple read it together and discuss it and talk about it. So it's called Scary Close. It's by a guy named Donald Miller, and it's all about finding true intimacy, not sex intimacy, like being vulnerable, being honest, being open, telling your truth, uh, saying how you feel. Um, so this guy, Donald Miller, I'll probably talk about these two the most because they Im- impacted me the most. Yeah. But, um, he, he, it's a, you know, it's a true story. He's a real guy. He's like a minister. Uh, now he does like coaching and he's like an executive coach and, um, he has a company, uh, out of, I think it's Nashville, somewhere in Tennessee, um, that he, he, he does consulting with companies and I think it's like branding and all this stuff, but, um, he used to be, he, he's written some Christian books. Scary Close is not a Christian book. Um, it's but not faith-based at all? Yeah, or? it is sort of faith-based. It but, has a bent. Okay, but not specifically. No. Gotcha. It's not like only found mm-hmm. in the Christian book section. Um, he's just a guy who has faith and, and talks about, that guy looks naked. <laughs> not as naked as that other guy who ran by earlier in the short shorts. We're right by the Katy Trail. <laughs> All I see is this guy walking by with not a shirt on and like itty bitty I sit in here all day and I never see girls running by in itty bitty shorts. <laughs> Sorry, Kev, if I see one, I'll flag right. her down. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry, total. Any studio is distracting when it's like windows to the outside world. <laughs> I need to face the other direction. <laughs> okay, it's total. I digress. This is why I need, like, I have such ADD. Squirrel. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so Donald Miller, <clears throat> he had a really difficult time with intimacy. And he, so he was very, he dated a bunch of girls, blew through a bunch of girls, found it difficult to be emotionally available. Um, found it difficult to express how he felt, joked around a lot, mm-hmm. you know, always made jokes, deflected, never wanted to talk about feelings. Um, and I probably found it super fascinating because for a long time, that's the guy that I was attracted to. Yeah. That's the guy I was married the to. The emotionally unavailable. That's the uh, guy I dated. Yep. Yeah. And, um... You know, I think that we are often uh, uh, attracted to people who have the ability to heal us, um, heal something in us, um, or remind us something of our past. And uh, my my dad is definitely emotionally unavailable. He's a great guy, and and uh, but just has a very difficult time being intimate Mm -hmm. and getting close like really close. And so it made sense why I was always attracted. Why you connected with yeah, that. Why yeah, why it was comfortable mm-hmm. for me. Oh, you don't want to talk about how you feel? Fabulous. Yep. <laughs> but that's not real intimacy, you know? It's not a real relationship. And, I mean, I, I, uh, I was married to a guy who was emotionally unavailable. And 
I kind of liked you it. like the mysterious closed off kind of yeah well I liked guys. it because then we didn't ever fight we didn't ever have yeah. to talk about our feelings we didn't ever but that's not but a that's re- not healthy yeah yeah it's not healthy and it's not real no it's not real because everybody has feelings and everybody has emotions and what I discovered in through therapy and after my divorce and and through reading this book is you know it's those difficult conversations it's that vulnerability it's that honesty that really makes you close like that's why the book is called i agree scary yeah. close you know um even even f- getting in a in a fight can ultimately bring you closer together because or having conflict definitely you know can bring you closer together um because of the things you learn about the other person and um, it and sounds dumb, but there's ways you can get better and be oh, yes. good at fighting almost oh. to where it's mm-hmm. beneficial, you know? Oh, yes. And and conf- I used to think conflict was bad. Me too. And scary. Um, but if you're in a relationship with a healthy person who who isn't scared of conflict and you're not scared of conflict, you both kind of understand that this is a necessary part. You're not going to always agree. You're just not going to always agree. Yep. Now, now, you don't have to rip each other up, you know. But um, anyway, Scary Close really made, and and he did, Donald Miller did, he goes through this process of how he learned how to become emotionally available. And he ended up going to this uh, workshop at a at a place called Onsite in Tennessee. And it oh, taught, I'm very familiar with that place. Oh, oh, because of Chico? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's a... And another one of my hosts, Wanda, she went there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, a lot she of... was very beneficial. Yeah. Uh, and you don't have to have like an addiction or a problem. It right. It really kind of just helps you. Uh, I mean, he didn't have... It's ha- a self-help. Yeah, it's a self-help. Yeah. And it's you kind of go through family of origin stuff and um, and it's not like one of those like 30-day thing. You can go to like a weekend workshop or a marriage workshop but it really teaches people how to be intimate and it really worked quote unquote worked for donald miller anyway a lot of the couples that i counsel you know for for a lot of i hate to stereotype because there are a lot of women who are also emotionally unavailable so it's not always the man but it seems to be more often that the women want to connect and be intimate, and the men have a difficult time doing that. Yeah, and um, so this this book is just all about how to create, find, keep, work on how getting close, getting close to somebody. It is scary to get close, like. You know, who the person, this is probably way too much information, and I hope Craig doesn't mind that I share it, but getting, he thinks that, he thinks that how I can talk about how I feel and, you know, I want to work things out Mm -hmm. if there's a conflict or I say what I'm thinking. He thinks I've always been like this, you know, but but it's I haven't always. It wasn't always like no, that. No, I haven't always been like that. You know, he's dating this Tova, and it's the only Tova he's ever known. But I've had to work to get to the place where I could be like, "Hey, that hurt my feelings. Hey, I want to talk about this." But w- 
even though I do it, it freaking scares me. Even, that's what I was going to ask. Is even still? Oh, yes. I shake. Because the more honest you are, the more you open up, you were, well, what if they're going to decide they don't like this person? <laughs> yeah. And it's just easier to hide it. It's easier to not talk about it. Totally. It's easier to ignore it. Stuff it down. Yeah. And um, any time I've ever brought up a difficult conversation or something that I wanted to know or I wanted to talk about, I, I sweat. I shake. Um, I have to gear up for it. You know, uh, it's it's not it's not easy. Take some me. work. Yeah. yeah. But w- what I do know is that's the kind of relationship I want now. You know, I want I want real intimacy. And even if it means there's conflict now, which is still hard for me, conflict is not easy for me. Is, is it easy for you? Um, no. Well, my wife and I handle conflict very differently. She, I love to just say, let's talk about it. I'll tell you how I feel, be totally honest. Let's get it out in the open and just move past it so we can get on with our lives. And she is more of the silent treatment will shut down for like a whole day. Mm. And I hate that. Yeah. Because if we get it out in the open and like figure it out, then I'm over it in two seconds. But Me too. You know, really, I didn't, I thought more, that was more common in men where they can just move past it for a minute and women, it takes them a little I do need longer, a minute. I do need a bit, I need a, a bit of a minute. If I got my feelings hurt, I, yes, need, okay. I need a minute. I will get over it, but I need a minute. Yeah, I'm I'm probably going to withdraw a little bit if you hurt my feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. Yeah, that I, makes think, sense. I think. But I, no, I, my, and this is my whole family. It's like this. We don't shy away from confrontation. It's just, we're, that's just, good. we're loud people. And that's the way I am. That's healthy. My family was like that growing up, and it scared me. <laughs> See, I think the way we are scares. Elise. <laughs> and I don't blame her. <laughs> Devlings are very overwhelming, and she comes from a very quiet, passive family, you know? Mm. Isn't that funny? It's probably why, that's probably something to that attraction. Probably. Mm-hmm. The way, the volume I'm talking right now, she would say, stop yelling. I'm like, see, to me, I'm not yelling. This is just how we talk. <laughs> I just have a loud voice. That's so funny. Stop yelling. Yep. Always say, stop yelling. I'm like, I'm really not yelling. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Um, okay, so I would highly recommend Scary Close. And I would, if you are emotionally unavailable, if you have a hard time with intimacy or your spouse or significant other does, I would, I would really recommend it. it. It's really, really good. And it's something, it's a book I read once a year, once or maybe twice. I always learn. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know people revisited books that way. I, I do. I re, not, only this one and only the next one. I revisit these two. They're like interesting. Mm-hmm. I learn it. I, I learn from them every single time I read them too. Okay, the next one is Tuesdays with Maury. Oh, I know that book. Do you know? Have you? Did you read it? No. Did you like? Or so you didn't like it? You don't know. I'm familiar with the premise. Okay, so so the premise is this guy, Maury. Yeah. Is was a professor, to. Uh, a sports caster, right? A sports caster, yes. I don't even know those, that many specifics. He's he's either... Uh, anyway, M- Maury's dying, and Mitch looks up to him. He's a mentor. and Visits every Tuesday. Visits every happened. Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, visits him every Tuesday. And Maury has observed these things either in his own life or um, either in his own life 
or he's observed them from. Uh, no, I'm good. Sorry, I did. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm no, getting up and getting no drinks. Stress. And no stress. No stress. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So he goes and spends Tuesdays with him. And okay, so Mitch, Mitch either talks about lessons he's learned in his life, or he challenges, he challenges Mitch and says, "Hey, this is what I've observed in you, and you know something that you might want to think about." And I, I've told you, or I've told, I've shared on the podcast the. The one chapter that really made an impact on me in that book was the one on being present, mm-hmm. and because he talked about how how unavailable and not present um, Mitch Album was, he was like, "You are always distracted. Like you are never fully present. You're always looking around. You're always thinking about what you're going to say next instead of actively listening to me." And um, the book was written, I think, before cell phones. But it's just a fiction book, though, right? No, this is true. Is it really? Yeah, I never knew that. Yeah, that Mitch Album is a, a real guy. I did not know that. That was a wow. Mm-hmm. Cool. He's, he's a real guy. Um, and uh, on anyway, it's it, it's it's he he ta- he really challenges him on being present, and he talked about how. Like when when people who work for him come in and he's like typing on the computer and looking away and sort of half listening, how that that erodes the trust between the people that work for him and himself. And I was like, at the time I was working as an executive and I was like, that's exactly what I do. Like I... I want people to know they're annoying me so they will get out of my office. Yeah. Like I went out of my way to continue uh-huh. continue typing. To continue. send the signals uh-huh. that you want to uh-huh. be left alone. Uh-huh. Yeah. Looking away, looking away. And I was like, how rude. How rude. Um, so I just, I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot from that book. Okay, and you know what? You know what book I just remembered? That one reminded me... Um, in a, uh, oh, what is this book? Dang it. It's the one, um, okay, pu- push pause. I'm going to find this. Okay, I, I wanted to pause for a second because I forgot this book, and oh, man, I love this book. Have you ever heard of the, it was a movie, too. It's called Same Kind of Different as Me. It sounds familiar, but I can't put my finger on the actual. Oh, it's a great book. It is a also nonfiction. Nonfiction about a homeless guy. Ron Hall's an art dealer in Fort Worth, and it just their journey to becoming friends. It. And it, this is a movie, right? It, it they turned it into a movie, oh, but, yeah. but it's a true story. It's a great book. I'm so glad I remember that. Okay, same kind of different as me. That should have been on my list. Um, a, a book that I, I refer to often is called Road Back to You. It's all about the Enneagram. Um, and I'm a big Enneagram fan. If you don't know anything about the Enneagram, Google it. Uh, we don't have time to talk about it here. What's your number? Uh, I'm a two. I'm a two with a three wing. What's your number? <laughs> I don't know. I just hear everybody <laughs> talk about it all the time. So I, I just know to ask that. <laughs> Sound like you're hitting on me, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Chico and Shannon talk about the Enneagram a lot. Yeah, um, I'm a big believer in it. All right, maybe that will be my for for next week. I will. I'll bring you that book 
because a I'll great, see what my score is, Enneagram. Whatever. Okay. Well, great. They say a great thing to do is just kind of skim this book, skim the numbers, and find the one that you kind of self-diagnose. Find the one that sounds the most like you. Um, because the tests aren't always super accurate. But I'm just a big fan. And uh, when I do premarital counseling, I also spend a week talking about what's your number, how do those two, you know, if you're a two and your your bride's a eight, you know, how do those two numbers work together? Where, what are going to be their strengths? What are, what are... Yeah, I definitely want to do that. It's I'm fascinating. Really now. Yeah. I just now got that joke where you said, as long as you're hitting on me, what's your number? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Welcome to the I'm party, I'm a little Kevin. slow today, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that wasn't even hard. That was like a dad joke. <laughs> <I know. laughs> dad joke. Total dad joke. Uh, so um, if you want to learn about the Enneagram... Uh, Road back to you, um, and uh, it's a it's a it's a good one. Um, okay, somebody gave me this book uh, when I was getting divorced, and I was kind of anti. It's like when somebody dies or gets divorced, you get a lot of books on your porch. You really? Yeah. That sounds an- annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. But somebody gave me this book called "You're a Badass." And I read it, and I really, really, really liked it. Um, uh, there's another book that somebody dropped off to me, and I was like anti-book reading at this time because it was after I lost Charlie. But somebody um, dropped off a book, and it was written by... Oh God, why am I losing what the name of it was? Um, oh, it's called When Bad Things Happen to Good People. And, or why bad things happen when, no, yeah, why, why bad things happen to good people. That's what it's called. And it was, it's written by a Jewish, uh, why am I, what is wrong with a my rabbi? A rabbi. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I know. We, we gotta get it. We gotta why do we sh- have so much foghead. foggy brains today? <laughs> Need something to clear the cobwebs. Yeah, totally. So, um. That's a great book. And that's a great book to give to somebody who is suffering and asking that question, why why are bad things happening? It's a great book because it never answers that question. The whole premise is don't ask why, ask when. When bad things happen to good people, what what do you want your response to be? What do you want? That made a big impact on how how I behaved after I lost Charlie. Um, because... Yeah, there is no answer to the why. I yeah, mean. there is no why. It's when. What are you going to do? How are you going to behave? Are you going to be better? How long are you going to... You know, it, it's a good question. Like, And it is when, because at some point, we're all going to suffer. Mm-hmm. So it's a great book for suffering. Uh, I got a lot out of it. Um. Okay, I don't remember what this book is about, and I'm thinking that it's a fiction book, but it's called Kite Runner. I know that. Uh, I, it, well, I know the movie. Oh, okay. It, I just remember, I remember when I was done with that book, how I felt. I remember, like, shutting it and just sitting there, and like, wow, that was a great book. Did you watch the movie? 
I didn't. I never saw the movie. No, um, I was remember. I remember because I was doing a movie review show when it came out, and oh, the okay. host reviewed it, and I just I remember hearing about it. Okay, I really I really liked it. Um, Actually, no, that couldn't have been because this came out in two thousand seven. I didn't realize it was that it's been out that long. It, wow, it's thirteen years old. That it makes doesn't sense. Seem to me. like it. It seemed just old. It seems yeah. like a long time ago for me. Like I read that before I had kids. Before my kids were adopted, before I yeah. adopted my kids, I was like, uh, "Yeah." Um, what, what year did you adopt them? Two ten. Two ten. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or two ten, two thousand ten. I knew what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> this book, I don't know if you would love it because it's eight. Do you like tear jerkers? Sometimes I'm an emotional guy. This book will. I mean, it's called "I Still Believe." It's a by a. A Christian um, guy who has a band. He's a Christian singer songwriter. His name's Jer- Jeremy Camp, and his f- wife, when like right after they got married, was diagnosed with cancer, and <coughs> she ends up dying. And it talks about it. Talk. He wrote a book about it, and I'm telling you. I sobbed, and I don't know I, that I could handle that one. Uh, yeah, because you're you're young and <laughs> yeah, newly married. I don't, I don't know I that you should read it. I'm telling you that it was like, bleh, like <laughs> crying, bawling, bawling, crying. Um, and you can see why. I mean the the book is called I Still Believe. It's just a spectacular book on on how to handle loss. It's really beautiful. Um, okay, this book made me laugh so hard. It's called Wash Your Face um, by Rachel Hollis. And even m- my daughter read it, and I could hear her laughing in her room. <laughs> it's a funny-as-hell book, and it's all about, like, uh, like women, you know, put your big girl pants on, like, kind of like how to be a woman. Yeah. And, uh, you know, wash your face, get it together, be a badass. Like it, it kind of reminds me of that. You're a badass. Uh, you know, same kind of feeling, yeah. but it's a, it is a geared funny, towards the same goal kind yes. of, of self help. Great, great, funny. What awesome. was the name of that one? Wash, wash your face. Wash your face. Wash your face. <laughs> it's a great book. Um, okay, this one I loved. Sea Biscuit. Did you read that book? I saw the movie. <laughs> the book is so phenomenal. If you're a nonfiction history, I mean that's it's you know the story. Of course. But the book is just it's so well written. It's you know, Laura Hild- Hillebrand. Hill- Hillebrand, I think is her name. Sounds right. Yeah. She's Hild- she's written yeah. a lot of books. Hild- you know, she has an interesting thing about her is she has like uh Either Lyme disease or Crohn's, uh, some something that makes her really, really tired and really her body's beat up a lot, and she has a difficult sounds like Crohn's time, or maybe she has like a maybe it's I don't know. It's a very debilitating. Yeah, probably some kind of autoimmune. Yes, and she has a difficult time getting out of bed, and she's in pain a lot, and so. Her and it took her a long time to write the book because of it, but she is such a phenomenal writer. She's just wicked smart. 
And you know those books that you're like, I'm smarter because I'm reading this now. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, did you see that movie? And does it do oh, it justice? I love the movie. Yeah? Yeah. It, it, it's a good movie. I mean, the book is phenomenal, but I liked the movie. The movie's good? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like the movie a lot. Um, okay, I got to give it up for Janice Gant. I love her book, Shame Game. That was a real game changer, no pun intended, but... Um, oh, man, I would totally words. read that. I'll give you... Does she have one on tape? I don't know. I don't know if it's on tape. I would love to listen to that. I'll ask her. I'm meeting with her after this. Said she, her, her book is phenomenal. It is a really... Uh, it's all about shame. It's all about how to get rid of shame, why we have shame, family of origin. Really, really, really phenomenal book. And it, it's a great gift, too. It's a great gift to give someone who's struggling with shame, regret, their past. Yeah, hook me up with one of those. Okay, I got you. I, 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 we, I, have, we have an in. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. It's true. I prefer audio for that kind of stuff, but if not, then I can read. Okay, the next three are children's books that I just absolutely love. And I actually use them often for speaking engagements um, because I think they just have such beautiful messages. But if you're a parent or even an adult and you just need some cute little encouragement, these three books, Love You Forever. Do you know that song? I mean, do you know that book? Yeah. Love you forever. Remember you always. Of course. Forever and ever, my baby, you'll be. Oh, my gosh, it makes me cry. And that then, actually makes me a little sad, too, that, that story. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm a sappy guy. The Giving Tree. That's a great one. Oh. Shel Silverstein? Yes. That one's super sad, so, though. But <laughs> so sweet. Always made me sad. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, have you ever read You Are Special by Max Lucado? That I do not know. Uh that is a phenomenal book. If you are a parent with young children, get on Amazon and get that book. It is a great read to, for kids. It's phenomenal. You'll need it when you have... My wife's a pre-K teacher, so if any of these can apply, send them to me and I'll oh. pass them along to oh, her. She'll gosh. love that. She would love these books. Yeah, I think they're phenomenal. Um, okay, this one just makes me smile. Uh, there's a guy named Bob Goff. He's a Christian author as well. And he wrote a book called Everybody Always. He also wrote a, a book called Love Does, but I I liked Love Does, but I love Everybody, Everybody Always. Always. Yeah. And it just talks about giving people the benefit of the doubt, loving people wherever they are, um, not judging, uh, and how we should be for everybody always. It's just... A great. That's actually a really good explanation of the title. Yeah, everybody always. It's a phenomenal book on how to just love your neighbor and understanding that everybody is our neighbor. It's a good book. I just realized how big my eyes get when I talk. I'm gonna. This is a total tangent, but I just felt them get big. And then I did it too. Cause I'm like. <laughs> I was on a, I was on a, the, there's a woman named Dr. Melanie Mills and she has a blog. Oh yeah, a blog. I know her. Oh, you do? I do. Okay, so she has a blog and she has, mm -hmm. she's got a ton of followers on Instagram. She's been a guest on many podcasts I produce. So. Yes. Oh yeah. She's, she's smart and beautiful and 
so I was a guest on her blog pod. Um, she does these like interviews with people on Fridays, and I watched. She sent me a copy of it. I open my eyes. I use my eyes so much when I talk. Have you noticed this about me? No, but that, that that's my, a good thing, right? Eyes are I, always bulging out of my head. I I didn't like the way that conveys interest and participation to the other person, though. I I think that's a. I do it too much. I don't think so. You're hyper focused on it because you watched it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I need to tone down the eyes. (laughs) (laughs) You'll end up too focused on it. It'll be distracting. And you know, now that I'm balding with without the eyelashes because of COVID, (laughs) I think my eyes look bigger, particularly large. I didn't notice. <laughs> and I see you all the time. So. Oh, God, I'm on tangents today. Me too. Um, okay, so I have to g- put an asterisk next to this one. When I read this book called Carry On Warrior by Glennon Melton. Um, what is it? Carry On Warrior? Carry On Warrior. I was like, I love this chick and... The book made me laugh so hard, and it's just this raw, honest book. And she talks all about her marriage and her addiction, and she's just kind of a hot mess. Um, but I, I, so I loved the book when I read it. And um, in the book, her husband cheats on her, and you like feel so sorry for her. And so then she wrote another book all about her marriage and relationship, and I can't remember it. And right after, I can't remember what the name of that was, right after that book came out, she announced that she was getting divorced and she was a lesbian. And she she was uh, getting divorced so that she could marry, who's that soccer player with the white short hair um, uh, a woman I don't know I don't know I'll never think yeah, of it yeah I won't either anyway so I don't care that she I'm not I'm not like offended or upset because she's a lesbian right I was upset because like I spent this whole time feeling sorry for her and carry on warrior when and then like she leaves her husband for she was yeah was for, harboring this secret again you know and yeah yeah I I'm with you there. yeah but you felt a little betrayed yeah almost. I was like bait <laughs> switch bait switch like, I was totally on your side <laughs> yes yes but I when I read it I just thought it was phenomenal like if I could just read it without knowing without knowing what happened yes, yeah what the aftermath after. <laughs> Then I I got a lot out of it too. Still doesn't change the fact that the guy cheated. Right. I know, you know, so right. but Right. But there's just always and there's I mean, there's usually more to the story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Of course. Um, so if you can compartment if you're a person that can compartmentalize well, pick that book up. Because you will laugh your butt off. She's a funny writer. Um, okay, I love the book seventeen seventy six. Did you read that? No. By David McCullough? It's a great book. It's a it's a great history book. It's phenomenal, and he is a phenomenal writer. He's kind of like uh, he kind of falls into that same Laura Hillebrand camp. Like oh, okay. Just a great yeah. writer, great history, great 
interesting, makes makes things that could be really boring super interesting. Um, Got to give my buddy Rick Warren a big old shout out. He wrote a phenomenal book that I, I've read. I've read this book several times too. It's The Purpose Driven Life. Have you ever read it? No. Oh, it's so good. It's like bestseller all the time. It's on like the New York bestseller list all the time. It's a phenomenal book. It's What's a, the subject? Um, how to find purpose. In yeah. Your li- like this idea that we were all created for purpose and how do you find your purpose. And it's, it's, a, very, it's a very good book. It's a very, very good book. Um, Love the Shack. That's also a movie, and it's not a true story. Um, I don't know that one. It's a, such an interesting perspective on faith. In the book, G, uh, God is a big black woman, <laughs> which could be true. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? So it kind of like, I don't know, it just, it the way that faith is depicted is interesting. The perspective is fresh and new, and it's just a beautiful. The the, the I like that outside the box kind of perspective on faith. Mm-hmm. And the movie is phenomenal. So the shack, it's it's just a, I think it's a beautiful book. Of course, gotta talk about the Bible. You know, the Bible is the number one best selling book of all time ever. I did it's not, but it makes sense. Yeah, it's not surprising, but. I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, really? But even you, have you read the Bible cover yes. to cover? Yes. Really? Yes. And none of it was boring? You were able to interpret all of it? So much was boring. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are was you kidding a lot me? Of, I mean, did you go Numbers? A lot of confusion. Uh, and yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. Yes. I mean, there are parts of the Bible that really, really, really speak to me and... There are parts of the Old Testament that I Do love. You get nothing out of it. <laughs> there are parts where you just oh, there's yeah. parts where, but <clears throat> I did that Bible in a year where you read that like it you read us it it uh, maps out of maps years out of years, worth, but it's not like starting at Genesis and going to Revelation, right, 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 which I think is a lot more difficult. So um, for sure, reading the Bible in a year was actually very interesting. And uh, I heard recently, I think there's an app now, and you can just there is, yeah, get yeah. it on your phone. I've just I heard about that recently. Do your kids have any interest in reading it or no? Yeah, I mean, they, I never did. They have, they have no interest in reading the Bible cover to cover. Right. They do like, they do enjoy the content reading. and the stories. Yes. And that, yeah. Yes, and they love going to church and they love hearing and learning. But like to sit down and read the Bible is not easy I, for them. It's more an old-fashioned thing now that some Christians just really want to have been able to do that. You know what I mean? Just yeah. to say they went through the entire thing. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I was never able to do that. That's and okay. I was raised Catholic. I don't, I don't think that... I don't think that reading the whole Bible makes you a right. No, means, no, no. Of course means, not. Means anything about yeah your your Christianity or your level of spirituality. Um, I felt kind of an obligation, just you know, in my profession, and the fact that I do offer spiritual counseling. I think it's important for me to have a good handle on yes. the Bible and where books are and where the, these verses are. And I mean, I'm not a scholar by any means, 
but I do have sound biblical knowledge. I enjoy reading the Bible. So, though, to, I mean, have you done it more than once, cover to cover? Yes. I've done more the Bible. than just the Bible in a year? I have or done the... cover to cover, and I've done Bible in a year. What's the, um, okay. I've started in Genesis and oh, gone right. to Revelation. The year isn't the whole, okay. I see. And then I've gone, <clears throat> I've done the Bible in a year. Uh, it's a book. I read it in the book and it has the date and you read a proverb and a psalm and, and then a, a, and it's, it's pretty lengthy. I mean, it, but <clears throat> I read my Bible every morning and I, I really enjoy it. I get a lot out of the Bible. I would think you get something different all the time. I do. I do. I, it's, a, it's, and, and I mean, it kind of depends on your headspace. It kind of depends on what you're needing. Sure. If you're distracted, it may all just go in one eye. Oh, you know, and there's been a the other. million times where I've read and I close it and I'm like, what did I just read? <laughs> yeah, it's no terrible. Just read. That's a terrible <laughs> thing to admit, but that's, there's truth to that. Um, I really like this book. It's kind of um, edgy. It's called A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Um, very interesting, unique uh this is this book. Uh, Oprah says she, she has it on her nightstand. That's her nightstand book, and she she re- she says she reads it every day, and it's just it's a it is incredible wisdom, great insight. Uh, it's it's a really beautiful book. If you haven't read it, I would highly recommend it. I really would. You would. Learn What's the title again? A New Earth. A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Um. <clears throat> Okay, I love this book called The Hiding Place um, by a woman named Corey Ten Boom. It's an older book. I think it was written a long time ago. But it's about these two sisters. Corey Ten Boom is one of the two sisters. And they are Christian women who hid Jewish people during the Holocaust. Oh, that's some interesting nonfiction. It is a phenomenal book. I mean... A phenom- and it's it's riveting. I mean, it's a scary, um, intense. I mean, they would the soldiers, the military were getting word that they were they were keeping them, they were housing them, and they had them in their basement. Like they hid them so well, and they fed them and took care of them, and um, and they risked their lives for it. I mean, it was it's a fun. Phen- I won't tell anymore. You need to read it. It's phenomenal. Is it book. a happy ending or is it really depressing? I'm not going to tell okay, you. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you, but it's a phenomenal book. It's a phenomenal book. Um, I love this book. I read it every single day. It's called Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. I love Tim Ferriss. Yeah, I know this book. I've heard a lot of people talk about it. Have I haven't you? read it myself, no. I love it. It's kind of like, a, it's just super inspiring. It has these, it's tools. And it's called Tools. That's why it's called Tools of Titan. So it's these short little snippets of inspiration and knowledge and insight and by people from all walks of life. It's fascinating. It's smart. He's written two of them. I love them. My dogs ate one of them. I was really mad because <laughs> it's an expensive book. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's real thick. But I, it's like one, I use it as one of my devotionals. I read it. Every morning, with a stack of 
of other books that I love, but I really, it, it's a great book for guys too. It's a great gift for guys. Most of the people I've heard talk about it were guys actually. So. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I dig it. Um, oh, I love this book. Okay, I'm not a big poem girl. Like I don't live and die by poems, but I love, it's a poetry book and it's called I Am Her Tribe. This is a phenomenal gift to give to a girlfriend. Not you, a gr- like giving it to a girlfriend, but like a girl a friend, giving it to a, another a fr- friend that's a, a girl. Friend or girl. Or, okay, a yeah, friend yeah, girl. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> yes, it's one not girl a, to another girl. It's not a romantic in a plutonic <laughs> sense. <laughs> yes, it's a phenomenal book of poetry that is just oh, she is a she's a. I think her last name's Doby. It's you can get it on Amazon. I I I got it as a gift and I've given it as a gift. It's just phenomenal. It's called I Am Her Tribe. Does your bride like poems? I don't know. Maybe I'm not entirely sure. MK and I we went to uh, a spa down in uh Austin. Where did we go? Was that recently? I remember you guys went down to Austin. Did we go to Austin? I think so. Okay, yeah. Um, And we took that. She she has a copy of it, and I do too. And we took it, and we would read poems from that book out loud to each other every day. And, oh, my gosh, we were like, read it again. Read (laughs) it again. That's phenomenal. Like, just beautifully written thoughts, um, poetry. Um. Okay, I really I'm I'm just reading this one. I'm I'm not quite done yet, but I have found it to be very fascinating. I don't agree with everything that he says. He's a super controversial author, speaker. His name's Jordan Peterson. Um and he wrote a book called 12 Rules for Life. And they're fascinating. Like the first one is Stand Up Straight. One of them is... And that's funny. That's one of my rules. Is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, it was talk, he talks all about how it totally changes people's opinions... 100%. ...of you, how, how you stand. People always think my brother's shorter than me, but he's an inch taller. And I'm like, it's because you don't stand up straight. That's so interesting. I don't stand up super straight. I need to do better at that. I think it's kind of hard for women. I mean, this is going to sound weird, but... If I like stand up real straight, it looks like I'm sticking my boobs out. And <laughs> I don't. It kind of makes sense. And I don't think I. Because guys, you feel like you're sticking your chest out when you stand up straight too. Yeah, and but, I, I don't want that look. Yeah, with women it's different though. With men, it's a, it's a total confidence thing. Yeah. It, it makes you feel more confident. It projects confidence as well for women. I totally don't know that it's does. the same. Totally does. Um, and I notice when women and men stand up, like, wow, he stands up real straight. You don't really notice it if they don't stand up straight, but you do notice it if they do. Right. I mean, you can notice somebody if they're like a real bad sloucher, but yeah, for the most part, you're right. Mm -hmm. Okay, last one. Borrowed Courage. You got to read my book. Of course. (laughs) It's one of the greatest greatest books of all time. (laughs) But I still think you should do an audio for everyone who likes to listen to your podcast. They'd love to hear it. I know. I do need to do that. No, I, I, I don't know if it's one of the best books of all time, but I, uh, I'm proud of it. I think a lot of people have been changed by your book. Well, thank you, Kevin. I hear a lot about it. <laughs> well, thanks, Kev. 
Um, so, hey, 55 minutes. That's my list. That's all I got. Um, well, I guess I should probably get some music on. Yeah, get it, get it together. <laughs> so <laughs> so your, off do today. Do your job, Kev. Do your job. <laughs> I'm terrible at everything the last couple so, of days. So one thing that I've been thinking about, and I'd love everybody's feedback, um, you can email me at tovacito at gmail.com. You can text me. You can direct message me on Instagram. I've been thinking about maybe doing like a book review with The Remedy. Um, maybe like, I don't know. Once every other month or something. I like that idea. Yeah. I'd, one of our listeners gave me that idea. That's a great idea. I know. So I would say maybe even once a month. It doesn't have to be too long. You know, we could just do a little, yeah, little like segment. Find I'm, a talk about a book and parts that like really impacted why I love it. I love that idea. So if you would like that idea, or you would want to participate in that. That sounds fun to you. Will you? Will you let me know? I would. I would really appreciate it. Okay, we hope you have a phenomenal week. Thanks for being the best part of us. We love you.